You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. The best in the business is back in business. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Different episode today. Normally, we do Nate's Debbie Player of the Week and my small school big player, but Nate is in my native country, well, where my ancestors came from. He's hanging out over there in Deutschland, so we have a fill-in, but he we're definitely not taking a step back this week, that's for sure. We got Kevin Coleman of the Debbie Royale joining us today, and you can find him on Twitter at Boys 22 Kevin, good evening. Hey man, how's it going? I'm excited to be here, uh, especially because I never get this invite. I never get the call up, so I'm glad I got the call up because Nate's out of the country, so it's always good getting the call up. All right, listen, you record your show same day, same time we do ours, so you know it's it's just hard. It's hard, but um, we try to make it work as best we can when we can do stuff like this. So, Kevin, happy to have you here. Kevin, if you have not met him or you don't follow Debbie Royale and you are interested in Debbie, definitely go check them out. They're a podcast that I enjoy. Uh, Chris and Jeff, also great guys. They have a great Patreon, too. And before we get into it, talk a little bit. What exactly was that that you released this summer? I forget what you called it, but holy crap, it took me forever to read it. And I'm a fast reader. Yeah, so we uh, we we have something called the Debbie Manifesto, and what we did early on is we did depth charts before anybody else had them in January, and then we just kind of added on to it. So we have highlighted Debbie players, we had their schedule breakdown um, for every Power Five team plus Notre Dame, and then we did not a group of five guys. Uh, we have rankings for them. Uh, we had spring battles, which we did pretty good on. So I think it was over fifty-five spring battles that we went over. Um, and then we could just keep adding content to it. One of the big things that I did is I did a big board, Debbie Dynasty value board, so you could trade in Debbie leagues because I think that can be very difficult for people sometimes. And so that's something I'll be adding to as I go. Uh, but yeah, I think it's like over 350 pages of content on top of, you know, Patreon-only content, videos, scouting breakdown, um, little all 22 out there, don't tell anybody. So the stuff like that on the, on the Patreon side. I'm a patron of the Debbie Royal, and I'll tell you, it's worth your investment. You guys have a couple different tiers over there, right? Yeah, just three dollars for, uh, you know, it's very. I think it's the Ryan Day tier, if I if I can remember right. So, uh, you know, it's very quick, and it, you get everything basically for three bucks. Ten dollars, the saving tier. Uh, we'll break down your teams like this on a, on a show. We'll talk to you through it. You have more access that way. But three dollars, you get Discord, you get the manifest of the big board, and any content that we throw out there that just for the Patreon. Uh, you get all of that as well. The Saban tier should be renamed to the coach that beat Michigan when he was with App State. No, no, we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay away from App State and Michigan. I'm still, I'm still scarred from that. Are you? I'm an Eagles yeah. fan, so I've like my whole football life is trauma, basically. And I married, <laughs> yeah. so it's been helpful. We did have that one good year that wasn't supposed to happen, but um, lots of disappointments between. Well, I've been an Eagles fan for 31 years, so I know disappointment very well but let's get into it let's go and do our debbie player of the week and look at this i downloaded the michigan fight song for you i can't wait to get this off my mixer i could tell you that right now but i did this just for you um I, nate has the maryland fight song i have the penn state fight song on here but uh kevin since you are our guest today let's talk about your debbie player 
of the week. Who do you got for us? Well, now I feel bad. I didn't pick Blake Corum because he scored five touchdowns and uh, he's a Michigan guy. But no, I went. Uh, I went Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, and I think for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, when you're looking at him, uh, he's a sophomore, so he's 2024 20, eligible, six one two fifteen, uh, five star. Everybody wanted him when he came out, but right now, I mean, he he's threw, he's thrown for 874 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, he, Fresno State, he just played him. He had 284 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, rushing wise, he didn't have that fruit of a game the last two games. He's a he's a dual threat. He just doesn't he hasn't had to run that much this year. Uh, but I think the reason why I put him on here is I think he's QB one of the twenty four class. There's some draft guys talking about him as being QB one in college football. And so I think that we've seen this this evol, you know this evolution of Caleb. Obviously, coming from Oklahoma over to USC. I, you know, I, I have his all 22 film. So uh, my job this weekend, I've been breaking it down because I'm going to do a video for, for our show um, of Caleb. And it, he has improved so much as a passer, like just his ability to make throws on the run, get his feet set. His mechanics are so much better. And when you just look at his arm, he always had the arm talent. It was always his mechanics that we were worried about. But he's developed so much as a passer this last year. And he's still got a year to go. Like when you're going to look at him, he's in the system for now three years or two years, three years next year when he's there. I mean, realistically, he's probably him and Stroud are the Heisman candidates right now. Like, and I mean, that's and I think USC, because of Caleb, could go to the playoff. This first year with Lincoln, even though their defense is suspect, they're going to beat Utah twice. Uh, but Caleb has really improved. He's really shocked me just how much he has improved. I had heard rumblings that Stetson Bennett should win the Heisman this year. <sighs> you're just going to make me mad now. That's what yep. you're going to do. Stetson Bennett. Not, not trying to make you mad. I'm just telling you what I heard yesterday. I don't I, agree. I, I think he sucks, but whatever. I hate Stetson Bennett. Uh, and that's that's just – I, I think he's one of the most overrated players in college football. He, I think he threw 16 times yesterday. Like, he, he's not he's not pushing that team to the championship. No, no. Stetson Bennett is overrated. But – to his credit, he's he's played well in that Georgia offense. But Caleb is just – when you're looking at Debbie and you're looking at NFL prospects, I mean, Caleb, we worry about quarterbacks a lot. But to me, it just comes down to three guys right now. It's Caleb, C.J. Bryce, and then maybe if you want to throw in Quinn Ewers, he's hurt now. You know, obviously his shoulder sprain is, looks a bit better than we thought it was going to be. But <clears throat> reality, it's those three guys. Well, Will Levis. Can't forget about Will Levis from Kentucky. No, you can. You can definitely forget about Will Levis. You stop it right now. I have a question for you about Caleb Williams. So he's six foot one. Are you concerned about the size? And the reason I ask you is this: two is six one. Jalen Hurts is six one. Those are two guys that have balls batted down. They're not the tallest quarterbacks. Two even came out and said, "I can't see the best." Also, two and not a good look for you to say something like that when your height was already something that was kind of criticized by people around the NFL. So maybe this is one of those things where my dad always told me that when you talk, sometimes less is more. Um, so does the height concern you, or do you think his athleticism and his overall skill set make up for that? Well, you're talking to a guy who thinks Bryce Young is QB one. So height doesn't really upset me very much. I think Not me, I can tell you I, that. I, I think when you're looking at it from this perspective, I think he's fine. I think his athleticism and everything is there is going to do great. I maybe a few years ago, but NFL is looking he's caleb like the nfl has done this with their schemes overall everything like caleb is the perfect nfl quarterback now in the system he goes to he'll be fine like i i think you know and then i want everybody to know out there like during the off season i was a big like hey i think he might be getting overdrafted here we need to calm down a little bit just based on kind of where he was going like middle of first round some people were drafting his qb1 and i was just like hey listen like like let's calm down debbie quarterbacks and this based on three games and i know it's a small sample size but we saw last year what he could do in that offense 
I'm all aboard the Caleb train. I think that he fits well for fantasy. Okay. And that's obviously what our end goal here is to, to get guys that are going to be good on a fantasy team, but they do have to be good on their NFL team too. Um, so is there anything else on the film that you think stands out that puts him above anybody? Does he have superior arm strength? You think is he like the most accurate quarterback? What about reading his prog- progressions too? Because I think guys that come from the Alabama, Oklahoma scheme tend to lock on their first reads a little bit. <clears throat> Jalen hurts. Um, does he, is he better? Is he better, you know, digesting defenses than some of these other guys are? I do want to address the comment that you made that they have to be good on the NFL squad. I don't think Jalen hurts is very good on his NFL squad. He was QB one last year. So I do. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Thank you. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I think, uh, so I think one thing I would highlight. So one thing I highlighted uh, in his film study, when I was doing it. His progressions have gotten, that's the area that's gotten so much better. Like his that's progressions. Big. That's big. Yeah. I mean, he, and his decision-making, he doesn't have any interceptions this year. And when you look at it, I don't think he's had a lot of interceptable balls. Like when you watch what he's doing, he's got Jordan Addison there, Mario Williams as well. But I think he's improved. His, his arm's always been there. So that's never been a, that's never been a question mark. I think his decision-making was always a question mark and kind of how he let the offense come to him. He got banged up a little bit last night. He got hit, had some adversity. Fresno kind of pushed him and they were attacking him. And he stepped right in there in the second half and he, and he kind of elevated his game. Now, when he plays Utah, that's going to be the game. Like, I don't think they really play anybody else on like, their schedule. So Utah's going to be their best defense that they face this year. And I think that's going to be, hey, can he have that adversity? Is he going to be able to do it? I think that's the biggest question mark. Don't you have Fresno State season tickets or something like that? I do, but it's more for my kids. Like, I'm that's a, cool, though. I will say uh, I was rooting hard for USC last night because I had, I had USC plus or minus 11 um in the in the group chat and all the discord stuff and if i hit that i went undefeated so i was happy with that outcome are you you're not but you're a michigan fan so i am cowboys michigan and then it would be like yankees and lakers right (laughs) i'm a i'm a michigan (laughs) fan i'm a cowboys fan okay and a kings fan all right so get out here with that what about baseball i'm a giants fan I have a legitimate reason for all of my teams. I, I don't have, I, I didn't go to a college football school. I went to Chico state, which didn't have football. Um, mm. I had a Michigan helmet when I was a kid. So I was a Michigan fan. My family's from Texas. That's why I'm a Dallas fan. And I lived in the California when I was about 10. So I became a giants fan and a Kings fan. I just, I love giving you a hard time. Again. Well, I'm an Eagles fan and everything from Philadelphia because they're 90 minutes away from where I live. Yeah. My dad told me if you want to live here, you have to be an Eagles fan. And I'm like, well, I'm nine and I have nowhere else to go. So there it is. Um, <laughs> sorry. Just some dark insight to my past. I did have another question for you. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. I'll probably think of it. Um, question for you. What do you think about Penn State going down to Auburn and laying in the hammer on an SEC team yesterday? Well, they laid the hammer on a bad SEC team. Um, Auburn's yeah. not very good. But, hey, I'm going to give them credit. I'm not going to shit on them. I think that – I think they looked good. I, You know what? I, I called the Singleton breakout yesterday, uh, so I'm going to take uh, the, the – You're the running back one in 2025, everybody. That's right. I, I've had him there since the beginning. These these fools thought Jadon Blue was going to be running back one. He's like 185 pounds. Um, but, yeah, Singleton looked great. If if Aller can get out there, I still don't think you're touching Michigan, buddy. So you, you can keep you can keep believing that. Michigan's our our first real test of the season. Um, but here, here's the thing: like I see that this is like a two or three loss team this year. Penn State is. Um, I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to be much improved, and it's it's honestly trending upwards with uh, Drew Allar coming in. Um, he's the guy next year. Clifford cannot come back. 
Like <laughs> he cannot come back. <laughs> you know how I felt when Cliff came back. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say to you. Uh, Fresno State. They have Josh Kelly, wide receiver. He's a guy that I have my eyes on. I saw him yeah. last year when I was scouting. He's not going to be. He's not going to be NFL. Why do you got to do this for me? You. you I'm just, know I'm just letting you know he's not. I see him. I see him more than you. I, he's not. There's no way he's going to the NFL. Well, would you like to make a bet on that? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, what do you, what what do we mean by NFL though? Like, what are we qualifying that as? Okay, he has to be either on an opening day roster okay. or practice yeah, squad. Easy. I'll take. Yeah, that's fine. You'll take. He's, you'll take no. Yeah. No way. Okay, would you like to do a shot bet on it? We do shot bets on this show. That's fine. We'll do a shot bet. There's zero chance. There is zero chance. All right, Sean, when you listen back to this, put it on the board. So I think that Josh Kelly will be on a roster, either practice squad or roster. And it does have to be, uh, we'll say opening day. Like he can't make a final roster and then get cut and never show up again. Yeah. And we mean NFL, right? We're not talking about XFL? Because I'd be a little no. bit nervous if it was the XFL. No, if, I'll tell you what, I think, I mean, honestly, Will the XFL be back then? Yeah, they come back next spring, right? It will be, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about you. I'm excited about the XFL coming I like back. the XFL. It's extra fair. football. It's bonus, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I like it. I think it's cool. So, okay, my turn. Hold on. There we go. So now it's time for Mike Small School Big Player. Although, I probably shouldn't play the Penn State fight song when I'm talking about a small school big player. Maybe I should do, like, my secondary... Um, college, which is the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, who got absolutely smoked yesterday, as is their norm. They are terrible, but the tickets are cheap, and no one gives you a hard time when you tailgate for four hours before the game. So today we are going to be talking about a running back from UAB, which is the University of Alabama at Birmingham, not Birmingham, England, and that's Dwayne McBride. He's a running back. Again, 21 years old. He is 2023 draft eligible, about 5'11", 215 pounds, and recruiting info. He was a three-star, but it looks like he only had one offer, and that was to UAB. So I don't know, Kevin, if you know anything about his recruiting, he's probably not a guy that was on most people's radar. Um, I don't know, but he did. I did pop off yesterday, and let's talk about it. So pertinent stats, week three versus Georgia Southern, 28 carries, 223 yards, and four touchdowns. He averaged eight yards per carry, which is pretty impressive. 2021 stats were 204 carries, 1,371 yards, 13 touchdowns. So he averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Not much of a receiver, though. I think that might be mostly due to UAB's system. Three, ca- or three catches, 19 yards, and no touchdowns. So he does have a career average of 7.4 yards per carry, but I'll get this out of the way and say it so you don't have to. It's in the Conference USA, so it doesn't matter. right? You know how people are like, oh, he plays in the Sun Belt or Conference USA. He doesn't matter. Then oh. I better not see any of your teams with Jalen Tolbert or Elijah Mitchell on them. Well, no team has Jalen Tolbert on it right now. He ain't playing. Neither is Elijah Mitchell, Mike. So I don't know if that would be a good uh, I'm talking, like roster. Oh, like okay. rostered overall. Like if I scoring, care about them scoring points. That's where I'm at. But you, you do you, have, you. If you have these guys in your lineup, we need to talk. Okay, I'm not the lineup master here. Although I will say, Nate and I share a team. And it's funny how when I set the lineup, we do a lot better. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I want to talk about what I saw when I dug into his film. So, okay. One cut runner, powerful at times, and he can run through a lot of arm tackles. However, solid contact seems to stop him in his tracks. I saw his legs stop. Um, although he gets better when the game goes on. So kind of like a you know grinder, like how Tony Hunt used to be for Penn State. Um, 
Decent lateral agility, sees holes in the line and gaps in defenders well. Blocking is suspect. Um, I, mean, I, you got to watch this on YouTube. Here's what happens: I saw a guy come in the backfield and he went like this. He just like put his head down. I'm like, what the, what the hell was that? Dude, you're five eleven, two fifteen. Like just get in the guy's way. So hardly any receiving work to speak of. Uh, but again, it does get better as the game goes on. Running the ball, I use fast. I don't see elite speed. Um, I saw him break away. I watched them the bowl game versus BYU. He broke away from some BYU defenders. They really had some bad angles on him too. Um, but yeah, I I kind of like Dwayne McBride. To me, his trajectory is a guy that like he's a day three guy or a UDFA that has the ascension of like a Jalen Warren, who you probably first heard about from our Patreon or possibly Kevin. But Jalen Warren was a guy that I liked out of Oklahoma State. He got into a good situation in Pittsburgh. Everyone thought it was a bad situation, but Najee keeps getting banged up. And by the way, Najee Harris has been frustratingly inconsistent since he's been in the NFL. Like He's almost becoming a sell for me. Seriously. But he could be a guy that gets into a system. You know where he'd be perfect? San Francisco. Every every running back's perfect in San Francisco. Well, not Trey Sermon. Yeah, that's right. I <clears throat> I don't know. I have a hard time with these type of guys. Like, I think he does really well. I just have a strict rule is I don't draft non-Power 5 guys and Debbie. Okay. And uh, rookie drafts, yeah. Like, if they fall far enough, whatever. I'll take them. But I just have a I have a str- rule that I stick to. I said no Power 5 running backs uh, or uh, out of Power 5. So the group of five guys, I just don't go after. I just – I have a very strong feeling like – and, and just based on data, recent history, like, yeah, there's been some guys talking about James Robinson. We've seen some outliers, but the outliers, I mean, think of how many people wasted picks on Sincere McCormick. Um, some of these other guys that have come out of there, like, and That's I me. just, I did, I, my bad. I didn't know, but I'm just saying these type of guys, I, like McCormick. I know, but the NFL doesn't like, it's just one of those things, right? Like I think when I, so I think he's had a hell of a year, 400 yards already is ridiculous for five touchdowns. But like when you watch him, I just, I just worried that, Hey, is this skill going to really translate? And then especially now, I think Jeff brings up a big good point on the, on the pod. I hate to actually give him credit, but he always says like, if these guys are so good now that the transfer portal is basically open, why don't they leave? Like, why aren't teams going out there and look at USC. They needed running backs. Uh, all these other teams that needed running backs. Why didn't they just go get a running back? Illinois, Indiana, Indiana really needs a running back. They couldn't go get anybody. So like, why wasn't Dwayne McBride? Now you might say like loyalty and all that stuff, but you and me both know loyalty does not matter. It's about money. And so like, why aren't these guys getting offered? I think that's, I think my biggest question mark. That's why I I worry about Sean Tucker from Syracuse as well. How dare you? Don't do not talk about Sean Tucker like that. I know. Like, I'm sorry. You know, I've, I know it's you're one a of those things. Sean Tucker guy. I, I do like Sean Tucker, but it's also one of those things too where you know it's like, why don't they just transfer? It's just the same thing as saying, why don't you just get a different job? Sometimes it's easier said than done. I mean, you never know what's going on in someone's personal life. Like there could be certain things going on. And my whole thing too is so the whole purpose of this exercise is to try to get you our listeners familiar with guys who I think could be something at the next level. And I'm not saying that they're going to be an RB one and RB two flex play or a guy that pops off and you sell him and then you cash in. So you're ready for the next Jalen Turbo. You're ready for the next Elijah Mitchell. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you take a guy like CJ Verdell. He played at Oregon. I don't think he's even on a team right now. 
no. I think Dwayne McBride might have a better shot at even being on just a practice squad. You know what I mean? So it's it's that's the whole purpose of this. This ex- uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about Lou Nichols from Central Michigan. I think you're not. A, see, you're doing that thing. I think, He's all right. Like I just, I, I mean, what? I, I like Lou more than probably anybody else on my show. But even then, like you watch him, do you think he has the speed to be in the NFL? I, see, here's the thing. I don't think to be a running back in the NFL, you don't need elite speed. You, you need to have good ten yard speed because, in in all reality, how many times in the NFL? Do you break 50, 60 yard runs? It's not well, as common good, as people think. So the I good, think the good players do. Well, the good players too, but you know, the guys on defense are good too. They're getting paid too. I mean, yeah. not uh, wide to me, wide receivers where speed really matters. Okay. The separation that's, I mean, like, uh, yeah, that's that's just my whole thing. I mean, look, Najee Harris is not a burner. Brian Robinson's not a burner. Brian Robinson hopefully back soon to put Antonio Gibson to rest. Do you know who um Lou Nichols kind of reminds me of you. Remember Peyton Barber? Yeah, that's kind of like where I have Lou. Yeah, Peyton Barber had a cup of coffee in the NFL. He did. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, yeah, like he could score touchdowns in the red zone if he needs to. Like that's kind of where I have Lou. Like he he could be that guy. I think part of the problem too is, and you and I are going to be both guilty of this. We also need to recognize that not every player that we draft in our rookie draft is going to be an elite stud. That there's going to be guys that aren't that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no, guys sure. that are flex plays or wide receiver threes yeah. or running back threes on our team, and that's going to be okay too. But another purpose of this exercise is to show you like your fourth and fifth round draft picks do matter. Oh, d- don't even. He's making a face at me for those of you listening on the audio podcast. I picked up Daniel Bellinger a lot late <laughs> in the drafts. Okay, so tight ends maybe matter late, but like I don't know. I think yeah, they could matter. They could, I guess. I I just hate the hit rates for third and fourth. Like I'll I'll get rid of my third and fourth all day. Like if you play in a league with Mike, he wants every dollar from you. But me, I don't care. I will throw away whatever. Um, I'm gonna try to win. And I just look at the hit rate for those guys, and I just get concerned. But I will say to your point. So I want to try to try to wrap this up for you is that I think with the league going to more of a committee backfield type approach, these lesser known guys or Dwayne McBride, these guys, maybe the third day draft capital isn't as big of a deal killer, like as like for these guys. So like maybe they're getting drafted in the fourth and fifth round. Maybe a team does see like potential. Hey, I I want our sixth round or whatever, fifth, sixth round. Like I see these guys, we're going to put them in our backfield. They have a specific role. So I do want to say like, I think draft capital it still matters, but maybe not as much anymore. Once we get the data for three or four years in the future, like we're doing this thing in four years and we're saying, Hey, yeah, look at these teams. They've moved into this kind of three man backfield rotation. Maybe it doesn't matter as much anymore. So I, I, I do think that is a valid point for you. One example of that, right off the bat, Khalil Herbert. Yes. Different yes. draft pick from Virginia tech by Chicago. And everybody wants Khalil Herbert right now. Cause everyone thinks that David Montgomery is going to leave, which I'm not 100% sold to that. I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Like, I hope he's a free agent for like 10 minutes. Remember the whole Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon thing? Yeah. I just really want to watch everybody tilt again. I that The chaos on Twitter was fantastic. When it was AJ Dillon's season. Yeah. It was a good yeah. time. Yeah. Kevin, do you have anything else to add before we leave? No, I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a good time. Yes. And uh, uh, as always, listen to these guys. They're good people. They're good dudes. 
Appreciate they deserve that. your respect, um, especially Bob. Shout out to Bob out there. You're, you're the real hero for all of us out here. Yeah, let's let's give a shout out to our director of operations, Bob Van Duzer. <laughs> all right. Well, Bobcat sound effect there. Um, Kevin, tell everybody where they could find you and what you got going on before we head out. Yeah, you can find me at Twitter at the boys underscore 22. Uh, you can find some of my I'm doing a college big board right now. Top 36 prospects of the 2023 class for football guys. I, that's a weekly uh, article. Yeah, it was the Devin Royale every Tuesday nights, but you can find it on every Tuesday nights, 930 Eastern. But you can find it on any podcast, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts there. You can find us there. Um, but mostly just say hey, find me on Twitter. Let me know if you have any questions. My DMs are always open for any type of thing football related please don't send me weird pictures um and then uh, i'm here for you i'm here to get back to you have people sent you weird pictures mm, you know i get some weird shit sometimes mike um I, I get some stuff that i wish i never had to see in my life so you know when you pick like you know message may be sensitive and like it's usually just people that don't follow you and they send you stuff so sometimes i like to like answer them that's never always a good idea <laughs> yeah i i don't get a lot of that i will say to reiterate again um if you DM the show account or Instagram, we don't check the DMs. Best thing to do, come to one of us individually or sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dennis Rewind. You have 24-7 access to someone from the crew. Um, we do sleep, though, everybody. So, Kevin, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, we're going to head on out of here. Uh, but before we do, I just want to remind everybody, <clears throat> sign up for Underdog. Use the promo code Rewind for a 100% match up to $100. Make 10 accounts, deposit $100 10 times. Do the math. It's only like 20 bucks. Uh, but do that up. SeatGeek, go see a sporting event. Go see the Fresno State Bulldogs and use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 off your first purchase patreon.com forward slash dynasty ruined as i said before we cordially invite you to join the best community of fantasy football now offering a yearly discount 10 percent. it's like you're getting a month for free brittianglobal.com use the promo code rewinder for 10 percent off all dynasty Rewind merch the swaggiest gear in fantasy football so for kevin coleman i'm your host michael bauer until next time everyone be kind please rewind thanks for listening